Yes, sir. Welcome into the Heartwood Culture Podcast on the Believe Network. Know me, know the voice, know the guy. It's me, really real, villain real, Terrell Furman Jr. here at your service. And Utah does it again. They did it again. That line got up to 10 pregame because Jokic ended up playing. You know, some starters ended up playing. Didn't have to worry. Last home game, they get us an outright money line dog as a 10-point favorite. (sighs) You know, it's – so being very candid and open about the process that I'm going through, you know, navigating this industry, trying to make a career out of this industry, and I think that You know, when I go and I'm talking to people and I'm telling people like, hey, you know, how do you, they ask me, how do you bet NBA? How do you bet NBA? And I'm like, well, at one point I kind of let the NBA bet itself because every year there's always a trend that I know that I can go to throughout the duration of that year. Last year it was Utah again, but it was Utah, you know, when they were laying double digits that was a very profitable trend and we caught a lot of money line wins last year where that really made the bankroll over the course of the season. And, you know, you have trends like Nick's first half. I think last year was the Cavs first half. That was really, really good. And I just say, just identify your few, you know, three to four trends that are strong trends. And man, this had to be one of the strongest trends all year. All year, Utah is a dog. And so it's just baffling to me how they found ways to do it every single time. That is a very, very scrappy group. I'm very, very proud of this Utah team. And man, that's just a lot of reflection. Utah... Vernon Maxwell, somebody tell Vernon Maxwell he got to see me with the ones if he talk about Utah again. He he can't talk about Utah again. He in Charlotte, too. That ain't too far. You tell Vernon Maxwell you, you can't talk about Utah no more because they cashed so many tickets for us this year. It is insane. So we get that. Play of the day, Utah plus seven on the record. Uh, I think it was like a 200 money line for Utah in that game, something like that. And then, you know, it went up crazy if you got to 10. So if you got to 10, you're sitting really, really nicely if you played the money line on that. Chris Dunn got there for us as well. He pushed his points prop. Well, it depends on where you got it. 18 and a halfs were out there, but there are some 19s out there. So you probably got a push at the very least, if not one that. Assist prop was at nine and eight and a half, nine. And that went over. He got the double-double at plus money as well. So... Very good day. And Obaji did go off. I knew he was going to go off. I I, uh, I, I knew he was going to go off. I knew. So, Ochai, really, really good game for him. I should have played him too. But, you know, it is what it is. All right. But today, in all honesty, I don't really know. Like, 
So there's a number of things going on in the NBA today. And it's all really on the West. The East is locked in. Like they already have lines posted for the East play in. And we're looking at the East play in. And you have the Bulls and the Raptors supposed to play on Wednesday. And that Toronto's a minus five favorite in that game. So we'll talk about that later on in the week. And you got Atlanta supposed to play in Miami. In Miami, Miami's a five point favorite in that one. So East is locked in, but it's the West where five through 10. Well, no, OKC is locked in at 10. So five through nine are undecided. And that's interesting because I'm pretty sure five, yeah, five through, yeah, five through nine are undecided. And it's interesting because there's so many different angles to look at how this can go. So if we start at the top, you have the Clippers today. They're playing the Sun. They're playing the Suns. The Clippers are a 10-point favorite. This is at 330. I'm really only targeting the West games because these are the games that I feel like we can have an edge in. But the Clippers are playing the Suns at 330. Think about... Okay, so the Sun... I, I got to explain everything. Uh, let me, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me explain everything. So the Sun... The Suns are the four seed. The Clippers are the five seed as of right now. Now, the Clippers and Golden State are also tied for, in terms of record, they're both 43-38 at the end of the season. Now, Golden State has a game at 330 as well against Portland. Nobody wants to go to Phoenix. Nobody wants to see Kevin Durant. Nobody wants to see Devin Booker. Nobody wants to see Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, Monty Williams, all the gang in the Valley. Nobody wants to see them in the first round. So this is why the Clippers and Suns game is so interesting because the Clippers are a 10-point favorite on the road in the Valley, and it's because nobody is playing. Like, nobody is playing in this game. And for good reason. This game means nothing for the Suns because they already have locked up that they are the four seed. And the Clippers, I don't think they're guaranteed. I think they're guaranteed a top six seed. Yeah, I'm almost positive. Yeah, yeah. They're, so because they have the tiebreaker over the Lakers. So they're guaranteed a top six seed. It's just, are you going to Phoenix next week or are you going to Sacramento next week? And so I think it's so interesting that the Clippers are a 10-point favorite here where they can do everything possible to lose this game. Assuming Golden State goes and gets the win. Well, Golden State has to get the win. So Golden State is in a tough predicament. Because Golden State also probably does not want to go to Phoenix. But if Golden State loses, the Lakers have the tiebreaker over them. So if the Lakers win, Golden State finds themselves as a seven in the play-in. Which honestly and truly probably might not be that bad of a thing. As a like You get Golden State at home and then after that you get to play Memphis. And I think you kind of, especially if you're Golden State, you like your chances with that. So I mean, that's not the worst thing in the world, but it's like you don't want to be in the play-in. Like, nobody wants to chant. Anything can happen in the play-in. Golden State's been in a play-in before and lost. So 
it's very, very interesting looking at this Clippers number of minus 10. And I got to assume everybody else. Let me see the bet splits. I got to assume. No, but it's people actually betting Clippers. 61% of the money on the Clippers. 61% of the bets on the Clippers. 81% of the money. There's actually, But this line's moved from 13 to 10. And that just tells me that what I'm thinking happens there's a good possibility of this happening. And it's the fact that the Clippers tank this game to avoid being in the Valley next week. I mean, why would you not? Is that not what you would do? You have, you control your own destiny. You're in the playoffs. You're, it's either you get to pick between going to Sacramento or going to Phoenix. And I don't think Phoenix has an issue winning that game because if Phoenix wins the game, they get Golden State and Golden State's 10 and 30 on the road. So the line is so interesting here because there's so much incentive for the Clippers to tank this game. And all honesty, it's kind of some incentive for Phoenix to win the game because you much, I think that you like your chance. I mean, you like your chances against both of these teams, but I mean, 10 and 30 on the road, you like your chances to send this Golden State team home packing the first round. So going back to the game, look, listen to the injury report. For the Phoenix Suns, Devin Booker's out. Kevin Durant is out. Chris Paul is out. DeAndre Ayton's out. Campaign is out. Bismack Biombo's out. TJ Warren's doubtful. And only thing for the Clippers is uh, Marcus Morris's TBD. I think the Clippers lose this game, y'all. I think the Clippers lose this game and they say we'd much rather take our chances and go play Sacramento than this Phoenix Suns team. I think they duck the smoke. So that's what we're going to do here. We're going to take Clippers, not Clippers. We're going to take the Sun, Suns plus 10. I keep saying Sun like I'm handicapping WNBA. <laughs> Suns plus 10. And we're going to sprinkle on the money line as well, plus 375. I don't think I'm crazy because there's a lot of, even though their starters playing for the Clippers, there's a lot of incentive for them to lose this game here. And does Ty Lue just pack it in at one point? Possibly. We'll see. But I think it's a lot of incentive. For, it's a lot of incentive for them to lose this game. Because nobody wants to go into the valley. So let's take our chances. Suns plus 10. Suns sprinkle on the money line. Let's take our chances that the Clippers duck the smoke. So that's my first play of the day. Second play of the day, same time slot, 3.30 time slot. I'm really doing the later games because I know I'm getting this pot out like in the middle of the day. And y'all are not going to really have any. And plus, all the games that really mean anything are in a later spot. But, yes, going back to Utah, I don't really have to handicap this. I feel like. Y'all been rocking with me a while. Y'all know the Utah stats. Utah plus 16 and a half. Lakers need a win. They don't need a win by margin. So Utah plus 16 and a half. And so the last game, I think that means anything. Oh, well, Denver, does Denver, I don't think Denver actually has the one seat locked up. So that actually might be a meaningful game. 
I think that actually might be a meaningful game. I don't think Denver has the one seat locked in. Or do they? Do they have this heartbreak over... What is this? Let me see. Oh, no, no, no. They clinched the conference. Okay, never mind. So, yeah, yeah. They have the one seat locked in. I'm sorry. They do. They do. I just saw that. I just realized that Memphis was one game back. And I was trying to see who has the tiebreaker. You know, Denver does have the tiebreaker. So, uh, that's locked in. Yep, nothing to look at there. Only last game that means anything is New Orleans Pelicans playing the Minnesota Timberwolves. Timberwolves are at home laying two and a half here. The line opened up at where did this open up at? Three and a half now down two and a half. Money's coming in on New Orleans, pushing that line a little bit down. 59% of the bets, 54% of the money. I really don't have a I don't know. I just feel like when I bat New Orleans, when it really matters, they always fold for me, guys. But I've made, I've had a pretty fun time fading Minnesota all year. And so the reason they're behind this is because these two teams are in the play-in, but they're not locked into the seed. And the seeding matters in the play-in because... You have New Orleans, who's at the eight seed, Minnesota at the nine seed. The difference between eight and nine is that if you're an eight seed, you can go on the road, win one game, and you are in, you know, you're in, you're in the playoffs. And then even if you lose that game, then you get a home game to get a second chance to secure yourself in the playoffs. Whereas as the nine seed, you have a home game, but if you lose that home game, you're out. Like it goes from single, like the first, the eight seed has double elimination, the nine seed has single elimination. So let's go ahead and read down an injury report. And because this is a really, really pivotal, this is the most important game and probably going to be the highly, most highly watched game of the night because this is actually both teams are really, really going to be competing in this one. So Pelicans clean injury report. Looks like it's going to be C.J. Herb Jones, Brandon Ingram, Trey Murphy, Jonas Valanciunas. You know, Jose Alvarado and Zion are out for now. And for the Minnesota Timberwolves, Carl Anthony Towns is questionable. Rudy Gobert is questionable. Austin Rivers is questionable. Jalen Noel is questionable. And you know, Nas Reed is done for the season. So... I'm trying to figure out how do I want to, like you guys are really looking at this real time and me trying to figure out how I want to attack this game because I do have concerns about New Orleans on the road and how, and their production and what they've been on the road. They're 15 and 25 on the road this season. Whereas Minnesota has been okay, like at home, but 21 and 19. So it's like, uh, you want to see a bigger home edge than that, but that's been decent. And I mean, they're an Odyssey, so what can you expect? I think that the play that I like is the under. I'm not really there on a side yet because I really don't trust either one of these teams. But the under just feels – does this not feel like a gritty playoff game where – 
the pace slows down. The defense is intense, and the intensity that you're getting on both sides defensively is up. Like it just feels like this is going to be a grinded out type of game where both of these teams are fighting and fighting. You have sharp money coming in on the under 51% of the bet, 79% of the money is dropped that total a couple points now, sitting at 227 now. I feel like the under is the way to go that we get this slow-paced playoff game where both of these two teams are competing, they're getting stops, they're forcing turnovers, they're making this a kind of ugly, grinded-out kind of game because both of these two teams know how big it is to get the opportunity of double elimination instead of single elimination. And both of these two teams know how important it is because both of these two teams were in the play-in last year and both of these two teams made it out. New Orleans was in single was in double elimination, won the first game, they got out. Minnesota ended up winning both games. I'm pretty sure that's how it went. Minnesota ended up winning both games. No, 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 no. That was the other way around. Minnesota won the first game and they made it in. And the Pelicans ended up winning both games and making it in. So both of these two teams know how to win in the play, and they know how important it is to have yourself in a good position to play. And so I think that this is going to be a defensive grinded out game where it's going to be some heightened elements of defense in this game on both sides. So I'm going with the under, 227. So I think that's really the only plays that I have today that I feel I can bet on this slate and feel a little bit of confidence in what all uncertainty is everywhere on this slate. So just a quick, 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 quick recap. We have the Phoenix Suns plus 10, Phoenix Suns sprinkle on the money line. We have Utah plus 16 and a half, and we have the under 227 in the New Orleans Pelicans and Minnesota Timberwolves game. If you're not already, guys, please make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Please, please leave reviews for me. I need those. Please, please, please leave reviews. Follow us on Twitter at HWCulturePod. And there's no basketball on Monday. So I think we're going to take a look into the futures market. And we're going to place all of our playoff futures, you know, see whatever series we have. Any player of futures, we're going to place on Monday, and we'll just come back and check the check-in with those during the course of the playoffs. But So it's futures Monday, tomorrow. Other than that, guys, I have nothing else for you. No other way of ending the podcast. We're just going to end it like this. We are out of here.